Oh, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good. It's great to have you again here. Thank you for stepping in. Everybody making my camera a little lower. So there we go. Now it's perfect. Okay. So hello. Happy Thursday. Analytics say we are here. Shara got a haircut. I got a haircut too, but I have a hat on because I look like death but share i got a haircut and like all of your hair is now very short i like it, it looks really oh no, don't bring it up anyway so we got a nice stand in here again so share and i are going to take you through a little bit of championship sunday numbers she has a special treat at the end i don't know how i feel about this one we'll have to see how it goes but we expect a lot of comments to come through and you know it'll it'll just be good so i think we should probably start kind of where the game starts and that'd be the afc championship game Obviously, I do have to say this because I think it's very interesting. Last week's games, all four, I can make the argument and I can support it with numbers that it was the best wild or it was the best divisional championship round ever. Why? 3.8 points. That was the margin of victory. That is the closest margin of victory across all of, you know, anytime there's been at least four games in a playoff weekend since we've been really kind of keeping track of it in this format. So 1950. So I think it, we can say it's easily the best one we've had. Would you agree with me? Couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, think everyone agrees. It was wild. Like, honestly, the worst game was probably, you know, from the standpoint, like, was probably the Packers and 49ers game. And I only say worst because, you know, look, like when you don't score an offensive touchdown and you manage to win a game, I mean, I, I, it's very fun to see some special teams stuff, but maybe that was like the, the worst one. But I mean, we got the grand finale at the end with the Bills and the Chiefs, that one to me might be like, that should have been the AFC Championship game, probably just because of the excitement. But anyway, so we'll start there. Bengals, who had the walk-off, one of three away teams last week to have a walk-off, you know, field goal to end the game. What are you seeing from this Bengals team? Like, as a fan, Bengals-Chiefs, I know you're a little bit more of a Chiefs fan just because of, you know, some allegiances you have to some friends. But what are you seeing in this game? What are you going to be looking for? I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, Joe Burrow is amazing. It's going to be, even when we look back at, I forget what week it was. I don't know if it was 13, 14, whatever the comeback Bengals Chiefs win was. It's anyone's game. I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win, which we can get to later. But I, I do think it's going to be an amazing game. Burrow's amazing. He's a star. And, and look at these receivers. So it's Thursday morning and the line is about seven and a half, seven or seven and a half, depending on which book you're looking at right now, which is a pretty sizable differential in line. I think part of that, there are some injuries to keep track on Trey Hendrickson on the side of the Bengals is a major one. And then on the side of the Chiefs, obviously Tyron Matthew, their standout safety. That's a big one for me. Interestingly enough, when I look to see like what's going on with these two teams, they have some similarities as in. I'm not going to call Joe Burrow Patrick Mahomes, but they do have some similarities when it comes to one versus two safety shells. So you try to play Joe Burrow single high, good luck. You try to play Patrick Mahomes a single high, get out of here. But the two safety looks are very interesting and they make a big difference, which is why the Tyron Matthew thing could be interesting. We've seen Joe Burrow, especially to Jamar Chase, put up historic numbers. And in that week 17 game, the comeback one that you talked about, and interestingly, I mean, Jamar Chase, 266 yards, three touchdowns. He set a rookie receiving yardage record, thinking that's just ridiculous. I think they're going to try to account for him. 
But I will say both teams, both quarterbacks have been good at checking the ball down. You see Joe Mixon in the past three games, past four games, you know, including that game, his ability to be leveraged in the flat has been awesome. Now you look on the other side, Patrick Mahomes, his ability to find his receivers on those zero to nine air yard passes or even at or behind the line of scrimmage, Jarek McKinnon being a big part of that, McCole Hardman. And then, of course, when you look to see, um, you know, Byron Pringle, his use cases in, in those shorter passes. So both have been able to check down to multiple receivers and that pass catching diversity is going to be really interesting to me this one does come down to the o-line and the bengals o-line is not so good you there's a reason why it's only the second time a quarterback has been sacked nine times in a game and still managed to win in a playoff game and joe burrow is incredible and was able to overcome that i just don't know and i understand the chiefs they're about average in pressures they rank 17th in pressures they rank uh worse than that in sacks that that's seemingly a problem, but dropping guys into coverage and then even getting that little push of pressure is going to be a problem. So that was a lot of talking, which, um, which player do you think, like, I know you watch probably, you know, I know you watch a ton, but which players specifically are you, I mean, which one would you like, like maybe a projection for or whatever, and you name any of the offensive players for either side. Give me Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Okay. So interestingly, Tyreek Hill. Oh, good morning. Smoke. Smoke a lot of potamus. Nice. Smoke a lot of potamus. Very nice. I like it. Um, so look, Tyree Kill for me, I think he sees the end zone. I think that if you look to see the strength of the Bengals, the 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 part where I think that they're most interesting, I think Tyreek Hill gets open more because I think they're gonna give more attention to Travis Kelsey. So I think Travis Kelsey will draw in Logan Wilson. He's an underrated linebacker for the Bengals. I do think Jesse Bates and I don't know. Eli Apple can be burnt. We've seen it before. His mom doesn't like it. She doesn't like talking about it on Twitter. She's very scary on Twitter. But ultimately, I think we can see some Eli Apple. What team he plays for, right? What's that? She doesn't like it no matter what team he plays for. Oh no, no. She's listen. She's a. I would be a mama bear on Twitter too. I get it. Like she just. It's just that's who you know. It's not a. It's not. I'm not. It's not personal. I would be the same way. I totally get it. But it's it's still frightening. But um. Yes. I mean, I probably wouldn't be on Twitter, but I would say it, you know, in my personal life, I would so probably leave a Twitter mom. alone. So if you have a son that plays in the NFL, you're going to be like one of those Twitter moms that just like goes crazy. I mean, it's not going to be Twitter because by the time I have a kid, it'll be like something way cooler than Twitter. Like, yeah. I don't know what platform it'll be, but yes, I, you mess with my kid, I will kill you. So <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, but no, like I, but Jesse Bates has been really good too, but I, I still think Tyreek Hill, especially in space, good luck. You give Tyreek Hill his own look. <laughs> Bye-bye. So, but on the other side, I will say, I do think there's some fun, um, there's some fun kind of arbitrage situations. Maybe that's not the right word, but maybe, you know, there's some good opportunities to make some money on anyone who is responsible for intermediate passes. Joe Burrow, the best intermediate passer since week seven. This is interesting. That means like perhaps a, there's a lot of value to be had in like Tyler Boyd statistics. So Tyler Boyd has been their third option. A lot of times you've seen CAJ Uzama be used. That's their tight end. But I think that there's going to have to come up with another layer, some extra fold. It's not going to just be Jamar Chase, like just crushing for, for all of the touchdowns anymore. They're not going to let that happen. Rashad Fenton will have something to say about that as well. So when I look at this one, maybe a Tyler Boyd or a T Higgins, you could get some touchdown like upside there. And I, and I also think maybe like one of my favorite things this entire weekend um, is Joe Mixon to score in the first half because you get great value on that. I think in any time Joe Mixon score, there's not a ton of value there, but in a first half specifically, I like that because of his use in the flat. What do you think of that seven and a half point line? What's your score? I think it's too much. I mean, look, I the final injury report, like I'd stay away from this one until the final injury report, especially with that hook. Ugh, woof. 
But yeah. I think that, I mean, your ability to push and I, I, I think I, it's going to be like three or four points. I think that the Bengals uh, now, if, if, if Tyron Matthew is fully healthy and we see some, uh, just got to see what's happening with the final injury report. But I think that that's, that's a, that's a hefty line. I think it's, I think the under is probably a better, what I've been seeing is a little bit too high, like something like 54, 55. I think it's going to be fewer points than that overall. Not to say who's, I'm not rooting for no fun. I just think that it's gotten a little bit based on their past two matchups and the last time it being, you know, 65 point total. I think people have been aggressively looking at that over. Well, I always do what you say. So go with Cynthia's numbers. Well, I mean, there are numbers on the other side, right? Like if you look to see uh, like the chances for like for Patrick Mahomes to win by at least eight points, if they're, like I said, if they're full force, I, that could, that could, it's, it's not like a slam dunk here. I just think it's a closer, at least right now with the current status of the injury report, it is a closer matchup than seven and a half points. So you could get some value now, but again, if everyone's back to fully healthy, then if you get your Rashad Fenton back and your Tyron Matthew, I could easily see this one kind of following a trend. If you look at like overall betting trends, like the team that's favored in the situation covers on a overwhelming majority of situations. However, you have to look at what that number was and the number usually isn't as dramatic as, as this one, right? That number is usually closer, like four or five points, not seven and a half points, which is, that's just a, it's a tall task to ask for. So anyways, um, okay, let's do the second game then obviously out here in Los Angeles, the three match, the third matchup. It's not even a rubber match because San Francisco took it the past two times. In fact, past five times that Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay have matched up bestie versus bestie. You know, we, the, we've seen Sean McVay not prove to be the one that could come out on top. Now I will say injury report on this one. Also very dramatic. Debo Samuel did not look good coming off that game. So while I'm interested to see Debo to me is the linchpin that would make a difference. This one is so razor thin in my margins that if I got to, I got to see exactly what's going on. George Kittle seems like he's, he's good. He's good to go. Um, on the Ram side, Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, he seems he is again, it is Thursday. So the injury report is not in any way final, but the latest injury report says that Andrew Whitworth should be good to go. Although his replacement did, did do well last week not the same type of thing against this four-man rush this week but I don't know you what do you think first and then I'll tell you what I got on this one uh, well I think the 49ers are gonna win mm -hmm. that's and my, why well I'll get to that later when I play my numbers game but for now I think that I see all of the arguments as to why I would normally take the Rams. Obviously, when we look at the the way that Jimmy has barely gotten the 49ers a victory, we're obviously not leaning anything on Jimmy G. So I think that this is going to be about the defense. And ultimately, I think we're going to see them be able to stop Stafford. I think there's going to be turnovers. There weren't as many. And I think we're going to get Stafford back in his, like, not totally balanced state for, so, for some real terms right there. I Those are great. That's great terms. I mean, the so this is what we've seen in the past two matchups. So we've seen two matchups specifically. Um, we've seen Matthew Stafford. So in general, Matthew Stafford is really good when facing the blitz. So when teams rush five or more, 17 touchdowns, one interception, 141.8 passer rating in the regular season, uh, highest passer rating in the NFL. And that includes the playoffs actually all the way through 
the playoffs, he has the highest passer rating when blitz. So don't blitz Matthew Stafford, number one. We saw that the, the Bucks did not take that advice. It did not work out very well for them. Number two, what Kyle Shanahan has done is they don't blitz in general very often. In fact, they're not very good when they blitz, but they're very good at getting pressure when they only bring four, meaning they can drop seven into coverage, which is really going to be necessary. Last time we saw Cooper Cup run rough shot all over them. That's going to be something they need to handle. And interestingly enough, when you see like the the difference, like versus like what's where Cooper Cup is just like doing his damage, it's aligning in the slot. So Cooper Cup in the slot has the most yards in the NFL by like 400 over anyone else who, you know, since next gen stats started tracking. So since 2016, nobody has earned more receiving yards in a single season out of the slot alignment. So pre-snap in the slot than Cooper Cup. So get him out of there. But now you have an extra wrinkle since their last matchup, which wasn't that long ago. You know, it was just week 18. They the the difference now is you're starting to see Odell Beckham be more effective from both the slot alignment and out wide. So I don't like looking at these. If you look to see where where the Niners are weakest, it is their secondary. Their front is great. You know, Nick Bosa, yeah, he's really good. Eric Armstead, Eric Armstead had the most pressures on the team last time. So he was the the biggest wrecker of Matthew Stafford's situation in that last matchup. So, but, but really they're Fred Warner. They're, they're all, they've got great linebackers. They've got a lot of people there in that front. It's the back end that's susceptible to some damage. So now we have Odell Beckham coming in here, being more effective and he's gotten better as they've played together longer. You know, we haven't heard much from Van Jefferson in the past couple of, you know, in the past couple of weeks uh, compared to what he was on track for before Odell Beckham came to be. So perhaps that's a sneaky effect. Then we saw Cam Akers fumble the ball twice last game, but he's a new fold that they didn't have. They got back him back in the playoffs. They didn't have him week 18. So that could be interesting because, you know, it's it's the what what's going on with, are they able to use play action to kind of help? That's the big fundamental to Sean McVay offense. Now on the other side, Jimmy G with using play action this year, they're similar, right? Yeah. Jimmy G, best play action uh, yard per attempt, best play action completion percentage. So what happens in these matchups? Well, they decide, you know what, we're actually not going to use play action to mix up all of the different looks, and we're going to target that linebacker and safety level, which is a vulnerability of this Rams defense. Stay away from Jalen Ramsey and go in that linebacker and safety level and find some completions. But you can't just do it with anyone. You got to do it with Debo. Now, we did see a few with Brandon Ayuk in the second half of their comeback. They were down 17 to three at half to get that comeback. They used Brandon Ayuk a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it was non play action. It was just a chess match. And what happened? Well, the Rams defense, they didn't adjust defense specifically. We saw that again last week with the with the Bucks. They didn't. The Bucks came back. They had a really good the, the Rams had a really good game plan in the first half. They jumped up to a big lead. And then the Bucks came all of the way back. Why? Because their defense didn't adapt in the second half. Yeah, we got Aaron Donald. Yeah, you got Jalen Ramsey. But you got to also figure out, and Von Miller, there's a lot of good guys up front. But if they're starting to to figure you out, you got to adapt. And, you know, Raheem Morris hates analytics, so I'm going to tell him that I hate his second half game plan because he doesn't do a good job of adjusting. So that's kind of my that's kind of my um, my my breakdown of that. Now, I will say, third time is really hard to figure out how to beat it. It's very hard in a specific season to beat a team three times. And part of that is because they have more time now to get that game plan. So the fact that Raheem cannot adjust in second halves, they have a lot longer to prep for that. And they have three, you know, two previous games of experience. in it. So I think this one will look, I just think the Rams will come out on top. It's going to be a very narrow margin, but I have the Rams. I think I have a one point or 1.3 point margin of victory for them. So super close. 
And again, if no Debo Samuel, that will shift, but I think he's going to play, but is he healthy? Yeesh. Wow. That's well, a lot. That's close. that's close. And I saw a comment about that Stafford is due and Stafford is definitely due. And if I were going with my heart, I would want Stafford to win because what a great story. And I think he's amazing. And I think he, he wasn't given the credit that he deserves. And even that final drive of the last game was amazing because in so many ways you could have thought that they wouldn't have gone down and they would have just gone into overtime, but being able to drive in that manner. Now, obviously they left cup the way they did because of the, of the rush, but good for him. I'm a huge Stafford fan. I mean, okay. That last drive zero blitz with Cooper cup unattended is a really bad strategy. I mean, it just yeah. is like for any team, like, and I love Todd Bowles more than most. It just was an interesting, it was an interesting decision. And, you know, it, it was probably one he'd like to have back in. It would be my guess, but you know, is what it is. But, but the point is, is that their def the, the Rams, de it wasn't really the Rams offense. It's the Rams defense that didn't adjust very well in, in, in these games. So that's where, that's where to me that the difference is or ends up being is the Rams defense inability to really adjust well, so we'll see if that happens yet again in this way. But I think it's very funny the fight that's going on. Like we're like, don't Rams fans, don't let the Niners buy the tickets. Like <laughs> it's funny. That's, that's okay. Now favorite. let me give you some numbers. Okay, let's do it. And tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. So Rams 49ers, and here's why I'm going with the 49ers. So it's the 49ers 76 season. The Cowboys fell to seven and six in their historical record. It always comes back to the Cowboys for an Eagles fan. Just just so we're saying. Well, Got follow it. Follow my logic, follow my logic. So the Cowboys fell to 7 and 6 historical wild card playoff record against the 49ers. Rodgers picked up his 76 career loss versus the 49ers in the divisional game. The Rams can pick up their 76 loss versus the 49ers this weekend. So how could you possibly believe that the 49ers are not going to win this game? Um, I don't really have a good answer for that. It's great logic. There, there's a lot in my model. On there. The way my model predicts games. Listen, you can have a model that is based on anything you want. That is, okay, that is the I'm beauty. Gonna you, I'm going to give you one on the other side. Okay. Okay. Ready? okay I'm ready. Bengals chiefs. It's the chiefs. 62nd season and they began the 2022 playoffs with a record of six and two mm -hmm. they're now eight and two and will be 10 and two if they win the super bowl and it's currently the 102nd nfl season so therefore the chiefs are going to win the game so we're getting a repeat of super bowl 54 chiefs niners but just not in miami in la instead Correct. And on that point, another one from my model. If Jimmy G makes it to the Super Bowl, it will be his 54th game. He lost to Mahomes in Super Bowl 54. Now, there's a there's something interesting also, which is that Joe Burrow and the Bengals are in their 54th season. So, hmm, there's something pretty interesting with the 54 there. I think it's going to mean that it's going to be a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. Okay, now I have a really, really, really strong, strong reason why I think it's going to be a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. And okay. it goes through Joe Montana. And there's a reference to the Eagles. Buckle up. 
Okay. <laughs> Buckled. Okay, let's do the reference to the Eagles first. So, damn, I gave the answer to the clue. Okay, that was the clue. That was the answer and the clue. But it's interesting to know that Andy Reid's going to be in his fourth AFC championship game, and he took the Eagles to four NFC championship games. So, bring it back to Andy Reid. Andy Reid just picked up his 19th win in the postseason. 49ers, great Joe Montana. Played for the Kansas City Chiefs for one season in 1994. It was the last time before Andy Reid came to the team that they were in the AFC championship game. Joe Montana wore what number for the Chiefs? I mean, 19? I don't know. Correct. 19. <laughs> which proves that it will be a 49ers and Chiefs Super Bowl. Wait, wait. I got the last question for you. The Chiefs scored 42 points in the wild card round, 42 points in the divisional. They will score how many points this week? 42. Weekend? 42. See? What if it's 24, I though? All out. How could you argue any of this? I, you, you can't. There, it's, it's like arguing with a five year old. There's no, there's <laughs> really no, there's no, oper- like, I don't, I don't, I don't, you just can't. Like you, I just had to present my model to you. There's a lot of ways to look at the numbers, girl. I, I do appreciate the, I appreciate the logic. I appreciate the, like there's, you can base your picks on anything you want. Like it's, it's great. Like, you know, numerology, exactly. Clay, it's great numerology. It's why not? Like it works out. Like it's, it's great. So I I just figured for this this big championship weekend, if we're going to do a bestie show, our besties should go up against my model versus your model. And then we'll see right. how it plays out. And as you know, I'm Does this make me Sean McVay? What did you say? Does this make me Sean McVay and you're Kyle Shanahan then? Because like, they're like, is that the like parallel we'll go, we're going for here? Cause like, I think it is. Do I have to give a motivational speech then? Cause like, that's what, that's like Sean McVay's thing. Like, okay guys, we're going to get in and we're going to win. And this is going to be great. And well, I can name everyone on the bears defense. And like, <laughs> I think so- you might have to give a motivational speech to the Rams because at this point we're, we're in agreement on the chiefs, mm-hmm. obviously because of my numerology and your model, our models are friends. Let's be real. It's all, it's all good. Our models are friends, but we will have to see how they play out this weekend. Even though I was with you, I wanted it to be a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl, but Aaron Rodgers decided to just. Okay, what not- does your numerology have on Nathaniel Hackett be, being hired by the Broncos? Does that put Aaron Rodgers in Denver, Colorado next year? I, don't I mean, he's got the hair for it. I think he stays with the Packers. I just that- don't. I just don't see how. I mean. They would be so stupid to let him go. I mean, I, I, but I get, I get the cap space, and I, I just don't see him going to Denver. But with this, maybe. Did you see Peyton Manning being going to Denver? Because I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting one. It's an interesting yeah. one. I, I mean, like I would hope Devonte could come to the Eagles. That's a far stretch, and will never happen. But I'll keep doing prayer <laughs> circles around it. Who knows? Magic Perfect. can always win. Perfect. Um, and then, of course, we have one more piece of news, which is Matt Eberflus, who is the defensive coordinator for the Colts, now the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So that's a good one. He's like a really good dude. So I'm, I'm very excited for him. And by the way, his GM 
went to BC, you know, Ryan Poles, no big deal. Just, you know, BC people getting hired left and right. And I guess he is a chief's person too. So maybe that like adds into, to the, to the, to the model somewhere. <laughs> what about our joint favorite person, Doug Peterson? I mean, look, I love Doug Peterson. It's, it's not over yet. You never know. You yeah. never know where he'll end up. Doesn't happen this year. Okay. Right. What, okay. We have a couple minutes. Should we do our, our big question segment of Shara gets to ask Cynthia anything? That's perfect. Do it. Okay. What's your take oh, on aliens? Oh my gosh. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I'm going to out you here. You're not getting abducted anytime soon. It'll be like, if you're going to get abducted, like just wait a while, we got stuff to do here, but we at least need to get through the Knights of Dijon season, like the fan control football season. Cause you can't not sure, see that. that. Up for, every, for everyone listening. I'm rooting to be abducted by aliens just cause yeah. I think it would be so awesome and so fun. Yeah. And it, what an opportunity. I'm always <laughs> looking for the best opportunities. How could I turn that one down? Got it. Um, I think they're real. I, d I don't know what, like, I don't know what the, you know, in general, there's, I, I think there are people with, like, they're, they've got way advanced technology, way more advanced technology than we do. And eventually we'll, we'll learn what the reality is. But I think that if there's nothing, if, if nothing else you learn during COVID, how much fear controls people um, in our current understanding of life. And I think people are, I think eventually we'll not be scared of, some, there's got to be other things out there. Like, you know, there, there's, there's a lot that we don't know. And I think the more we can be open-minded to like being like, I don't know any, like, I know like this much about this much and that's it. <laughs> I mean, talking about alien advanced technology, when I look at your brain, I start to get suspect. Are we I, sitting in the presence of an alien? I, I never... <laughs> I can assure you I'm very human. You can ask my therapist. I'm the most human around. Like all of my therapists. <laughs> they can oh, assure you. Wait a second. I, what? I don't know about that. I just thought of it this second because you know I'm a huge proponent of aliens. And I realized they might actually be in the presence of one. Nope. Very no. human. No. <laughs> like if uh, I were an alien, I would have like somehow figured out a way to like pay for this therapy. So we're good. But um, okay, you got any? You got anything else out there? I mean, no, we obviously. Got any for me? What's that? You got any for me? Well, listen, I know, I know too, I know too much. All right, so I would like to know, other than Knights of Dijon, which I know is an NFT project that you love, what? Because I think our fans like they are really into this space, and I think they'd really like to know. CP is not in it. Breaking. Breaking news. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, but, uh, but I think our, our fans would really like to know, like, are there other NFT projects that you just think are mwah, top notch? Like what's out there that people should be getting behind and understanding and really like looking into as like, this is the future. This is where, when the, when the cool aliens come, this is where they're going. Which one's that? Wow. Okay. I'm, I don't have enough time to get into this, so I'll just do the short version. And I already dropped a little bit of alpha on Twitter on this and it went a little bit crazy. So I will say that Altered State Machine and their ability to create AI brains to put on NFTs to make them intelligent and bring them to life and effectively explode the play to earn space and the ability for us to use play to earn is what play to earn is the is is playing a game that utilizes NFTs and crypto so that you can actually earn money while you're playing instead of just putting your head into Fortnite and all these games where you give them more money, buy skins, buy weapons, buy all and this. they give you nothing in return. Exactly. They're users. It's time that we reset the value exchange 
just like our friendship. We have a great value exchange. Exactly. There needs to be a great value exchange in gaming. And here it comes with play to earn. Now back to the brains. And I'll leave you with one final thing. We need to be able to utilize real-time analytics in a manner with which we can elevate fantasy football. I'm all about fantasy football. Obviously, we play in a million leagues. We we religiously look at our phones during every game, Sundays, whatever. Yet what we're doing is we're staring at an app and we're praying that the numbers line up and so that the outcome on one side is better than the other. We have to be able to do better, especially with the advanced technology from the aliens or from the humans in your brain, we have to be able to create the next version of fantasy football. And Cynthia and I are going to do that with Altered State Machine. You heard it here first. Yeah, Altered State Machine is really rad. And the brains, by the way, this is a very um, surface comment. They're beautiful. Like, I, I mean, it, it doesn't, there's a lot that they can do, but they're also like really freaking cool. They look awesome too. So yeah, ASM is a very cool one. Okay. Well, I think we, uh, I think we, we, I think, I think we, we did our, our job here. Um, let's see. I'm going to, I feel like we need to leave like one little snack here, like a little cherry on top. Let's go with pick a player, pick two players from the chiefs, uh, pick one player from each game, anyone you want. And then we'll see, I'll tell you what the value is. Try not to go like too. Uh, you know, I already told you, like, my Travis Kelsey number is only 60, so I don't know what you're going to do with that. So I think it's six receptions, 60, and a touchdown. Um, let's see. Go with anyone else. Joe Burrow passing yards. Pardon? Joe Burrow passing yards. Okay, I think Joe Burrow has more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes, which is the more valuable, interesting thing that I've seen around there. I think it falls somewhere between 285 and 295. Great. Which is lower than you might think, but I think it's more than Patrick's. I think and what about, the Chiefs will run. Let's do rushing yards for the Chiefs. Rushing yards total for the Chiefs? Yeah. What, That's a what, great what, one. How do we wrap up with that? What's the run game going to look like on the Chiefs side? Yeah, run game on the Chiefs side will be interesting because I think we got to see who's available. Remember, there's like a ton of – there's a, a lot of interest. I'm more – the running back value for the Chiefs for me – are more of those passes at or behind the line of scrimmage. You've seen a ton of use cases for them in the past three weeks specifically. So that is more, so the total rush yards, uh, that's kind of not how my, like, I guess I could add them up for you, but like, you know, ultimately more what it is is like value of a, it's like to me, Jarek McKinnon is a big X factor yet again. And it may not look like the most, like the biggest stat line or whatever, but it's the fact that he's able to be used at these like different looks that are, new wrinkles to this offense and it actually helps get Byron Pringle open or it helps McCole Hardman on a little bit deeper pass or whatever. So, I mean, these, these shorter passes to a running back specifically Jarek McKinnon is really interesting to me. And I, I don't know who I think that'll probably, it won't be dissimilar. The, the rushing numbers for me between the two, at least from like a quick add up here, don't look too dissimilar. So like Mixon will have the majority of the ones for the Bengals, but it will be interesting to me. And, ooh, I have a really good number here for Debo. I have 69 receiving yards, which is more than a lot of other people have for him. And 51 rush. I have a, a big number for Debo. Nice. If so he I'm, plays. If he plays, yeah. He's I think he plays. Yeah. I mean, I think he plays. So. Well, great. This is great. And we laid, we laid it out. We now know what we're going to root for, and we'll see who wins. And if you don't see Cher again, it's because she's abducted by aliens. Just saying. We well, can, no, I have to wait to see well, how this plays out to see if my numerology beat. Well, you life. have to wait till the end of you have to wait till the end of the first season. So, you know, 
Okay. At least or second season rather of fan control football, but the Knights of Dijon's first season because we're gonna um, win. You don't want to miss winning a championship. So absolutely not. I'm sticking with you, girl. We're here. <laughs> we're doing this life. Let's um, roll. <laughs> well, thanks so much for hanging, and we appreciate all of you guys. Have a great championship Sunday. We will check you out back here. I'll break coming from like Las Vegas next week because I'm going to be at the East West Shrine Bowl, which is uh, interesting for a draft prospect. So we'll have some interesting stuff to talk about around that for sure. Bye, guys. Have a great week.